0: Go. Building up
1: to the new season, the clock is ticking until the new season begins. This is the Go Radio Football Show.
2: Good evening, tonight with Paul Cooney and Craig Moore, the former Rangers and Australia star. Craig, you came back after last week's edition. Great to see you back. How much did you enjoy the final and Italy's win against England?
0: Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a good game. The the early goal I think hurt England in, in terms of the way that they then played. I think they were trying to protect the lead, and you've got to say that the Italians thoroughly deserved to to win this final. I, I felt, but it was, look, it was a good game. Um, Italy, like I said, they definitely deserved winners, and and really the team throughout the tournament I think that we've been really really positive about because Mancini's done a wonderful job with that Italian side
2: as we said at the beginning we're counting down to the start of the season and there's six days to go to Celtic in action as you know against Mieterland yep. it's uh, next Tuesday night Celtic are asking for 18,000 fans to be in Rangers and everyone else can only have 2,000 at the moment sure. what do you think of the fans coming back and uh, what about Celtic in the transfer front we'll talk about that in a second or two fans coming in what do you reckon what would you say for next Tuesday
0: uh, we want them back we we want them back, and eighteen thousand, twenty thousand, however many we can get in there. Look, I mean, majority of people now, three quarters, I think, of the population have had the the the, the vaccinations, double had the, vax, two, had the yep. double double vax. We've got to move on in life, uh, and and. Sometimes, uh, you know, by, by putting yourself out there in the best possible way, we've had the protection. Let's get people out there watching football. That's good for their mental health.
2: Rangers have done the business early on. We know who's at Rangers. We don't know who'll be going. You know, will mm-hmm. Kamara be going? There's still no word. West Ham have been reported mm-hmm. as putting a bid in. I believe that's not the case just yet. And uh, we know about Morella. no change there, I don't think, with Porto at the moment.
0: No, and look, I mean, they're the two players that keep coming up for Rangers in terms of any potential transfer activity. Um don't be surprised if something does happen and it happens it happens later in the, in, in the market. Look, Rangers are prepared to, to, to lose these type of players and if so, uh, they, they will have a plan, I'm pretty sure, to be able to replace these players. We mentioned last night the
2: Israeli international for Celtic. Yep. It's Leo Abada. He's in town. The medical is underway and it looks as though he's joining for, what, £3.5
0: yeah, look, he he's uh, one meter sixty-eight. He won't be winning uh, headers at the back post, but <laughs> nothing wrong <laughs> with five foot six. No, no. So, but by, by all accounts, quite a lively player. Yeah. Uh, look, had a, had a good season, obviously in in Israel top flight. Managed seven goals, an exciting young talent at nineteen years of age. Carl Starfeld, what's the latest as well? I believe Celtic are increasing it to around
2: four point two five million.
0: Look, I think this this one has been pretty consistent, hasn't it? In terms of uh, the the media, the push for this player, the experience that I think Ange Postecoglou was looking for. Nothing else has been popping up in the market, so they're obviously being very quiet about something that's, that's in the background, or this looks as if it might head in the right direction for Celtic.
2: Okay, Craig Moore is with us, 08, 08 17, 17, 700 last night. Derek Johnson was with us, the former Rangers, Chelsea and Scotland star. And Ross King popped in from LA and from GMB and from Lorraine. Nice. And uh, it was great to hear him. He'd been at Wimbledon on Sunday. Yep. Somebody who was at Wembley last week, we heard him on the radio again this morning, we hear him every morning. Gary Marshall in one ear, Jim White, Simon Jordan in the other. Yep. And uh, when I spoke to him early on, because it's his birthday week, Jim's agreed to join us just now, live and go radio. Jim,
3: Good evening. Paul, good evening to you. Craig Moore, my (laughs) friend from the Radisson Blue in Glasgow. You and I watched uh, England-Scotland together. How are you, my friend? There you go,
0: Jim, mate. Yeah, no, I'm very, very well. Twice in the space of a couple of weeks, mate. I feel privileged. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
3: enjoyed your company, Craig. Um, It was slightly more terrifying to also be in the company of Kevin Muscat that night, but, um, but very enjoyable.
2: And Jim, obviously a real, you know, Australian contingent here in Glasgow with Ange Postecoglou, the Greek Australian man in charge at Celtic. You know, I hear you talking about it every morning. It's been. What a season it's been for Rangers. We know about that. What's going to happen in the coming year? Rangers going in confident. Uh, and for Celtic, well, you heard us there talking about the potential signings. It looks as though Abada, he is in town. looks as though he's joining. But there's been great attention on the Scottish scene with the arrival a few years ago of Stephen Gerrard and uh, you know their ascent to the title a couple of months ago. But that's history now, Jim, isn't it?
3: Well, it is, Paul, and uh, it's it's really about will Rangers carry on where they left off at the end of the season? Craig and I and Kevin were talking about that that night in Glasgow, funnily enough, or will this man, Posse mm-hmm. who Mr. Moore and Mr. Muscat know all about, what will he do at Celtic? It was interesting to hear you and Craig talk about the ticket situation, Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as, as it stands, I think there'll be more Rangers fans at the friendly against Blackpool next week than there will be for the match against Real Madrid. That's crazy. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? It's mm. totally upside down.
2: Jim, we don't understand it here. We, we you know, we were, you, were, you. were at Wembley. What was the crowd in the semi-final last week? Was it forty thousand when you were there,
3: Yes, yep. yes, it was, Paul. I mean, but at the moment, I mean, the subject of uh, the crowd is is a big talking point <laughs> down here, especially after what happened at the final on uh, Sunday night, Paul. Um, I mean, so many England fans getting into Wembley without tickets. Mm -hmm. Strangely, I mean, the Metropolitan Police down here, Paul, were quizzed today as to why they didn't create the usual ring of steel around the stadium that would have prevented the trouble on Sunday. But the Mets Deputy Assistant Commissioner says she doesn't accept that the policing operation failed on the day. And now tonight, even more controversially, the Met have also added that the the game could have been abandoned Mm -hmm. had their police officers not intervened. So, I mean, there's more to this all the time,
0: Paul. And look, Jim, it's one of those things where, look, uh, unfortunately these kind of incidents, I mean, back in the day, the, these are the things that actually led to, to disasters. Mm. Uh, yep. So, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, the the importance of uh, making sure that these things don't happen and that we are prepared and the police do have all the right protocols in place to be able to stop this. But it, it wasn't great scenes, was it?
3: No, it was not, uh, Craig, and it's a good point you make. I, as Paul says, I was there for uh, England against Denmark uh, in the semi-final, and myself and one or two other media people, friends from Talksport, we gathered in the uh, the Hilton, which is a stone's throw away yeah. from Wembley, yeah. really. No more yeah. than that. But it took us 50, 50 50 minutes to walk from the entrance of the Hilton really? with an hour uh, with an hour to go. Uh, to get over to, to the entrance for England-Denmark, for, for the entrance that we had to go into the stadium. Mm-hmm. Through. So, I mean, it shows you the numbers who appeared on that night. If that wasn't a signal as to what might happen at the final, yeah. then I don't know what was. But uh, it, it, it was a great shame, Paul, because mm. that is the talking point.
0: Mm. Uh,
3: it, hasn't, it hasn't taken away from the fact, as Craig said, that Italy did so well in the night yeah. and that the, the trophy is back with them. But uh, there's a lot more fallout to come from what happened with the ticketless fans.
2: Oh, it has to be investigated. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone yeah. was quite rightly talking and appalled by the treatment of the three young black players who happened to miss the penalties. And it was. Appalling what happened overnight, but you see the way people have reacted at Marcus Rashford at the yeah. in Manchester. It's been absolutely brilliant in the way the country is coming together, and that because a lot of things were there were a lot of good things in there. It's difficult yeah. for a Scottish radio station, Jim, as you know, <laughs> uh, you know, last week. But we're always balanced here. There's a great there's yeah. great admiration for Gareth Southgate and for the team that he has. That that they, they keep their feet in the ground for some. They're multi millionaires, but the way they give back, not least Rashford, then that does get, deserves great credit. So. I think it, mm. it's time the, you know, the, the uh, companies did something about it. The anonymity is the problem with it. It's these people behind keyboards who are anonymous and they're brave because nobody can touch them, they feel.
3: Well, that's right. I mean, Fulham captain Tom Kearney was on with us yesterday, mm. Paul, and they, they, they've got their own version of Twitter coming out fairly soon. And uh, all anonymity goes. You have to sign up. You have to give mm-hmm. full identity if you want to take part in conversations on this particular version of Twitter. So Tom Kearney thinks that uh, they've got a winner in that one. It's already been endorsed by people like John Terry and others. So we'll see where that goes. But having said that, Paul, there is one result that's caused shockwaves down here. Yep. Hibs 2, Arsenal yes. 1. Yes. I mean, what on earth is going on there? <laughs> yeah. and, th- and this was Arsenal with Aubameyang, Willian Elneny, yep. Pablo Mari and Ketia. Good for Hibs.
0: Yeah, and that's a fantastic result, wasn't it, Jim? I mean, look, I mean, pre-season, as we know, look, it's all about... The players uh, obviously getting through these uh, these matches, these friendly matches, getting the the kilometres in the legs, and and making sure that they can come through, um you know unscathed and and just building up their fitness. But at the end of the day, it's it's still nice to be on the winning side. So good to, good to see for Hibs to be able to get that result. Obviously Arsenal will follow up this Saturday uh, against yep. Rangers as well, uh, with the the connection of uh, you know former. Uh, Rangers I'll say legend he wasn't there that long Mikel Arteta Um, so it it should be be a very interesting day but a fantastic result for Hibbs wasn't it?
3: Oh it was a a great result funnily enough I looked at social media last night Craig there's no escaping it and uh, hashtag Arteta out was treasure I mean it's absolutely (laughs) hilarious Funnily enough, Paul, one of the three players you mentioned uh, there, Saka Sancho yeah. and uh, Marcus Rashford. I mean, it's a matter of time now. Any, any day now, United will confirm the signing for 73 million of Jadon Sancho. Fancho. So yep. that's going to get the ball rolling big time in terms of big signings.
2: Jim, and if I can say to you, breaking news on Sky, which we hear from you so often, I see that Lionel (laughs) Messi has verbally agreed a five-year deal. What age is he going to be? Uh, 50% pay cut, but it's still massive, at Barcelona. So no surprise, Jim, I heard you saying that on air. He is staying at Barca for another five years.
3: Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? And as you rightly say, the story tonight is that he'll take a 50% wage cut, I mean, uh, even at that, he'll, he'll be earning more than most world leaders. Mm. But, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's it's yeah. quite incredible. i enough, talking about Arteta, Paul, Arteta yeah. did say at Easter Road last night that Emil Smith-Rowe uh, was 100% staying. So that's oh. good news okay. for Arsenal fans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's after three failed bids by Aston Villa.
0: It's a big jump, uh, Jim, this season for Arteta because... They underperformed massively last season, Arsenal, as yeah. we know. And probably, you know, managers need a a transfer window or two. Uh, Arteta's now had that. So it's a big test for him this season.
3: Well, it's a big test. And, and the big question is, you know, silent Stan Kroenke. How much yep. will he come in with? Uh, you know, what kind of uh, transfer funds yep. will he provide? Because they've got to turn that ship around. There's absolutely no doubt about that, Craig. And the North London rivals, Tottenham, I mean, they're going to take, I would have thought, a, a, a fair amount of money from the, 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 the naming of the stadium yep. because uh, that, that's the business that Tottenham are in at the moment. But uh, for these two huge clubs, they have got to get it going this season. They simply have to. What's going to happen with Liverpool? They'll respond as well. Of course they yep. will because they, they want their title back. Uh, City are bound to get stronger and United will chase all the way and of course even today Paul we were talking about Erling Haaland for Mm. you know there's Chelsea in the headlines tonight down Mm. here that Abramovich has said yes we might well set aside $150 million for Erling Haaland. So, I mean, it's it's all starting. Now, no sooner is the yeah. paint dry in the yeah. Euros final, yeah. The, yeah. The, the talk of the big transfer stories are, are, are now beginning to develop down here.
2: And I heard you this morning, Jim, the one that we were all talking about at the start of the summer, he wanted to move before the Euros. Harry Kane, it looks as though he might be yeah. staying.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, there's obviously, Kane said, we all thought down here, Paul, well, he's been a bit over-optimistic with that, when he said, in an ideal world, I would like to know my next destination before the Euros begin. Mm-hmm. That was, you and I know, Paul, that was yep. never going to happen. No, because, yep. you know, all the concentration is on the, on the major tournament thereafter. And that's been the case for Kane. But uh I think we'll hear in the in the coming days what's gonna happen with that. But at the moment, no. The feeling was it might well just be that Kane stays. So we'll mm-hmm. see. I find that hard to believe, Paul, because Tottenham, you know, the naming rights of the stadium will bring in money, yes, but I mean, that'll be over 15 years. Uh, A massive fee for Kane would certainly help them out in terms of uh, the new new stadium they've got. But I mean, who is there? Mm. Who's going to be coming in with the money for Kane? Obviously, you have to think Manchester City, but will they do it? Because Pep has said, look, we can do fine without a striker next Mm.
0: season. Well, they've kind of shown that, Jim, in terms of the way this false nine that they, mm. you know, De Bruyne yeah. are sort of like in that false position, that that they still performed so well, still creating a lot of opportunities. Uh, look, yeah. it's for me, it's a huge surprise, and and to be fair, for Tottenham, they'd be absolutely delighted to to keep a hold of Harry Kane, but still, the importance of Son <laughs> uh, because yep. Harry Kane's yep. game now, he he drops deeper and deeper to mm. to get on the ball, and maybe not on the shoulders as much. Um, as his game's kind of uh, evolving. I'm not saying he's old, but as he's maturing and getting a little bit older as a player, a little bit wiser. So it's still very important that that Spurs maybe get (laughs) uh, potentially another target up there uh, that that is a different type to Harry Kane. Jim, before we let you go... I think the whole thing
3: will start rumbling soon, Paul. Once Sancho joins United Mm -hmm. for for that amount of money... Then the domino effect starts. Yeah, yeah, that kick starts it Exactly
2: Jim, wishing you hadn't taken This uh, transfer charge call From Glasgow <laughs> It's the Go Radio Football <laughs> Show <laughs> Jim White Joining us Because he's just uh, Hours away from his birthday Two days away Craig Moore is with us As well And Paul Cooney Jim, a couple of things Before you go What about Glenn Kamara yeah. West Ham saying There's no bid yet uh, They're going to be playing Celtic A week on Saturday Here in Glasgow Is Glenn Kamara going to move To West well, Ham?
3: Uh, That's an interesting one. He's highly thought of down here. I know that for a fact, Paul. Um, When it comes to to West Ham, as Craig will probably tell you, there's one story in town on that. Declan Rice, will Mm. he stay, will he go? And if he goes, what kind of money? What kind of money is that going to net West Ham? So again, that would be a game changer if that was to happen. But Kamara is well liked down here. I know that.
2: Declan Rice, that'll be some money, won't it? But uh, Kamara, Greg, what's your, what are you what you're hearing at Rangers? Because you know we heard Steven Gerrard a couple of times during the yeah. season saying still contract, you know, yeah, to be yeah. sorted. It didn't happen. You wonder.
0: Uh, look, Kamara. For yeah. me, I think it's 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 open knowledge that if the right bid comes in for Kamara, then he will leave Rangers. Um, that mm-hmm. right that right bid is obviously going to be something that suits all parties. Um, so it's really down to to, to what happens, uh, and that, you know. Could be last minute. Yeah. It could be last minute, Jim, or it could it could already be in the pipeline at the moment. But I don't think too many Rangers su- supporters would be surprised if if that transfer, whether it to be West Ham or to another club, happened mm-hmm. for Kamara and Morellas. No, gym. I think I,
3: yep. I think you're right, Paul. Because yep. uh, uh, well, well, Craig's right, Paul. Because Kamara was one of the success stories for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, there were so many, but uh, he certainly was one of them. So of course he's caught the eye, and of course he will come under discussion. So it remains to be seen if he moves, but he could well move.
2: Morellas, you know, we thought last summer he was going. You spoke to the president of Lille, uh, who said that mm. it didn't quite happen. Do you expect him to move this summer?
3: Um, I'm hearing nothing on that one. Uh, certainly, Jose Font, uh, the, the the former captain of Lille, he mm. kept me right across that every every which way. I mean, Lille came in with 16 million, as you know, Paul, yep. and it wasn't enough. They They, they, they didn't get him. Um, but he's much admired. Morellas he's, he's known by clubs all over Europe. So again, if any Rangers player is going to move, it it would it would possibly be Morellas but for big money, it would be for big money, a lot more than 16 million. That is for certain.
0: I was going to say, I was actually, I was going to ask you there, Jim. I was like, if, if the offer of a 15, 16 million, then come this transfer window, do you think Rangers would accept that?
3: I'm not so sure, Craig. It's a good question, but I think probably not. I mean, he's extremely valuable to to Gerrard and to Rangers, and he's massively popular at the club. So it might well be that others would head to the exit door before Morelis. I I think Morelis is... uh, is certainly the stellar name that Rangers would wish to hold on to. But if a crazier bid came in, then sure. Like everybody else, it would need to talk business.
2: Now, Jim, that yellow tie that you left the last time you were up here in Glasgow, should I put it on eBay? We're not going to see you on Sky doing that again. It came up the night that you announced that you were going and the guys in the studio, Barry Ferguson was in, and (laughs) uh, so was Mark Guidi. And (laughs) you have been good enough to tell me earlier that day, Jim, that it was happening. And uh, yeah, people were shocked about it. It was a lovely response you got from people.
3: Oh, it was great, Paul. Yeah, sure. But as you know, another birthday is coming along, Paul. and That (laughs) means I slow down even more. Uh, So when we finished Talk Sport at lunchtime here in central London, the trip out to Sky and another three hours on on live television was just, I I thought, I don't know, I've got it in me to do that (laughs) for another season. So I think the time time was right and certainly we'll concentrate on Talk Sport in the morning and joining you guys on Go Radio as often as I can as well. So, yeah, I think that's fine. And a nation breathed a sigh of relief, Paul, when it was announced (laughs) that that was it. He's going to Uh, no longer be on Sky Sports. You, You never know. The odd cameo appearance there might be. Who knows?
2: I would think so. You're part of the fabric there, Jim. I remember when you went there at the end of the World Cup, remember, in 98 in France, and you said, Paul, I'm leaving STV. And off to Sky, and it's been quite a journey. And, and people in Scotland are really proud of what Jim has done there.
0: Well, I was, I was saying to Jim that night at the Radisson Blu, was like, I, I mean, myself along with many, many other football people, Jim, like the the transfer deadline show, mm. uh, which obviously <laughs> was was your baby. And and for me, that that's compulsive viewing. You know, I really love that. So um, yeah. yeah, look, yeah. obviously things happen um, in your life, like I said, you're, yeah. you're a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter, managing your time better. But um, you, you've, yeah. done, you've done a fantastic job, and, and Talk Sports very lucky to have you moving forward. Uh, and well, I, Craig, I, I hope I... you have a very happy birthday this week. Yep.
3: Thank you, mate. That's very kind of you. Craig, I, the older I've got, the more sensible I've got, because you'll probably recall in <laughs> the other night. At the end of the England game, I said, well, I'm off to my bed. Even Kevin Muscat looking menacingly at me saying, what do you mean you're going to bed? I still did what I said I would do.
0: Yeah, we were probably lucky that um, everything shuts at 10 o'clock as well. Jim, really
2: appreciate you joining us. Thanks a million. It's great great to hear you and Go. Have a great birthday.
3: Great show. Well
0: done. Well done, Craig.
2: Cheers, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Cheers.
0: The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from 5
2: Wednesday edition Paul Cooney, Craig Moore And your calls on 08, 08 17, 17 700 Jim White joined us from Talk Sport there Great to hear Jim on his uh, birthday week uh, he just, He's uh, he's right across everything isn't he yeah. there's, there's so much on the go Just thinking Craig It never ends does it Just to uh, the Euros We've yeah. got the Champions League starting in 6 days The pre-seasons are underway Real Madrid coming to town West Ham United uh, it's non-stop. You
0: kind of think off-season, like yep. you know, it, like it. It's, it just goes like that, yep. you know. So for, for, for these players, obviously, we, yeah, we've seen a lot of the the earlier games that have taken place, and, and thankfully for the the ones that were involved in the Euros, they have had a little bit of a break because it's it's really really important just to be able to mentally uh, switch off. Um, but like I says, the games are already coming thick and fast, which is fantastic for us. Um, you know, Champions League qualifiers. Season starting you've got the Olympic Games coming there's there's, there's football every, everywhere you turn yeah. every minute of the day it's brilliant who was your man of the tournament I
2: know I'm talking about but I've not seen you obviously since uh, the final so yeah. we pepper it with chat about the
0: Euros yeah look Top for, player? For, for me uh, again I kind of um, so you look at the two teams obviously that got to the final so you look England I thought that Raheem Sterling I yeah. thought was was very very good. Um He went into it in pole position probably at the start of the game Yeah, maybe. Yeah 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 so it's like he he for me has just matured so much as a person. Um, and he's actually a joy to watch now because he he looks as if he can just brush things off now and and, and enjoy the football. Look, the Italians were fantastic. Really. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bernucci, Chiellini, Donnarumma, unbelievable. For me, Spinazzola oh. was the... Such uh, a pity, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, yep. you could see that Team Conrado, in terms of how mm-hmm. important not only that victory was but how straight away he's the first person that a lot of the players yep. wanted to get to. Um, look, there was a lot of great things that happened throughout the Euros. Sad that they're finished, but like I says, we, we, we've got a winner, um, which is what you want to see as well. And the Italians are very happy. England, it's, it's not coming home. Nope. But they came close. They came close they came <laughs> close so whether we're here for another 55 years or yep. however long we'll see uh, yeah. Yeah. Back here well down
2: south today Celtic complete their uh, preparations down in Wales they've got a match against Bristol City just yep. over the border um, Celtic winning uh, so far I mean I know it's pre-season we don't need to yeah, go into yeah. them but we've been speaking through uh, Celtic TV to Albion Ayeti about the opponents they've had
1: Manager is always focused on our performance, and doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, he wants us to play football. He wants us to see running and fighting and winning balls, pressing. So he wants us to see improving. That's why um, I think we will start. We will start uh, quite well. We will be prepared, and we're trying to uh, to get another win.
2: How important is it to get the momentum? Does it mean anything pre pre season?
0: It's always nice to win matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's pre-season or, or you know, obviously competition you definitely want to be winning matches. But look, the most important thing is is that the the players come through these matches injury free. Um you know that their fitness is is continually improving. They have a target date which is the 21st against uh, FC Migelen and that that's important. Uh, and and you know that the team are able to to I guess translate what Andrew's working with on the training ground. so look, the games are great because that gives them the opportunity to uh, to put those training patterns and systems and all that to test
2: they are going to be fans at Celtic there will only be uh, 2,000 at the weekend yeah. with a match uh, with uh, Preston North End yeah. but yet he's been speaking about fans because he's, he's never seen them at Celtic he's been there for a year and no supporters I'm looking
1: forward I'm excited to, to, to make my experience in front of the fans to play at Celtic Park and uh, they are also much needed for this season for us
2: and is that going to be a dynamic for every player new to the scene who've never seen, you know, the passion at Ibrox, the the fervour at Celtic?
0: Well, I mean, look, it's the fans make our game. Uh, I mean, the, the players want to go out there and perform, and and, and that atmosphere, that especially at, you know, uh, Celtic Park uh, and Ibrox, they're they're incredible. You, you you know, you're very lucky if you're in a position to experience that. Um, but the fans, they, they play a massive, massive part. We know that it's been, a, um, you know, for the last 12 to 18 months, very, very challenging for a lot of football clubs at every single level. But even as a product um, and that entertainment... We want the fans to be there in the safest possible way and hopefully there's going to be uh, a lot of the fans coming through the gates this season really enjoying uh, what we'll see You know, fantastic football matches all, all throughout the season.
2: Some of the signings for Celtic we told people at the top of the programme we mentioned uh, Lille Abada looks as though that's happening at yep. uh, three and a half million Carl Starfelt is still a real possibility Ruben Kassan 4.25 million and what about Sasha Boye what can you tell us about him?
0: Well again he's another younger type of emerging talent player Um you know, Brandon Soppy was another one mentioned, but again, two right fullbacks from the same club. Ren. Um phew, These are the type of players that Celtic uh, um, are linked to a lot. You know, it also, for me, says a lot about, I think, um, the next three to five years at Celtic. I think that Ange Postokoglu will be given time at the football club. Um, you know, the, these younger kind of players will need time to develop into um, you know, good senior pros that are able to go and win trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think that Celtic have been really, really patient about their business. It's probably frustrating for a lot of their fans. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, it's certainly a plan for them. I think that I know people say you've got to hit the ground and running, and you've got to win games and uh, you're one game away from a disaster. I just think that the way that this is working out, Antipostokoglu is going to have time and therefore... They're being really careful about what they bring to the table and what they'll bring through the doors at Celtic.
2: Well, Greg Taylor's been in the media. What do you think of his uh, season? You know, he's been in and out, not played as often. Yeah. I think the fans, the jury's been out about Greg Taylor.
0: I like him. Yeah, I like him. Whenever I've seen him play, I think he gives good energy. Um, you know, he, he he defensively looks quite sound. He also wants to get involved in terms of the, uh, the attacking play. Um, you know he's got a he's got a nice left foot. Um, in terms of that execution in the final third, of course it's practice and, and improvement, decision making. But I actually quite like him. Mm. But again, because it's a position that means uh, you know, I guess where, where the ball is definitely going to be coming back and all that. It's a position mm. that they're talking about potentially strengthening. But I, I quite like Taylor.
2: So you know Ange Postecoglou, you've played under him. Yep. Yeah. So do you think he'll improve people like Greg Taylor?
0: I have absolutely no doubt. I have no doubt that, that any player there that, that isn't at their, their, their peak or or has had a little bit of a tough run because of, you know, things that happened last season, I, I think that Ange can get so much more out of these players. Uh, and that's why I've said, um, and, and quite confidently, that he'll make a really big improvement to the Celtic mm. side. Whether or not it's going to be, depending on what comes through the door, strong enough to, um, to maybe win the battle against Rangers, that, but there'll be a lot... A lot closer. A
2: lot of people came on to Go Radio after you were on last week and they were uh, interested in what you said about Vasilis Barkas, for example, yes. and the fact that, you know, the Greek uh, yep. association with the two of them, yep. that he could get into his head. Because there is a keeper in there, but everyone does say, we've, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen anything outstanding from him.
0: Yeah, and, and Paul, we, we touched on it um, in terms of, it, it's just been such a strange year for everybody. Yep. So you're coming as a foreign player to a country and then all of a sudden you're, you're in lockdown. You, you have outside of your professional life you have you have nothing you don't have that ability to get out and experience or sample a lo- local life and, and integrate into the community mm. all those kind of things um, but the background is is really really important in football you know uh, 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 Andrew's got that Greek background so he'll he'll understand a little bit more about where he comes mm. from the, the the type of mentality uh, the Greek culture that can only be a positive for this goalkeeper Mash
2: a few plates, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll I'll enjoy let you, it. I'll and like, you, you know, go, yeah, because yeah. it must have been horrible for people coming from abroad and coming to any country and being isolated for what the best part of a year.
0: Yeah, and, and again, do you know? Do they come over and and have? They come over with family? Have they come over by themselves? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, because if you've been by yourself, then. That, that, that can be really, really tough, yeah. you know, like all of a sudden, you're, you're, again, you're in at training, but then you're back home and when we're home and we're by ourselves, we tend to do a lot of thinking, don't we?
2: Let's hear from Greg Taylor, who was speaking to Celtic TV about life under the new manager. He's
0: stressed a lot on playing. He wants to play at all times, uh, which certainly a Celtic way to do that. And um, equally, when we lose the ball, it's about uh, reacting as quick as we can. So you've got to use the games to get the minutes in the legs as well as trying to bed in the new ideas. It's challenging, but it's uh, been
2: enjoyable. You familiar with that? Yeah, description of him.
0: Yeah, like I says, uh, all Angus teams will always look to play. Um, You know, so that's when you got, you know, your goalkeeper's got the ball at the back. You'll see the two centre halves either side. They're always going to look to build up. It's always high energy. He always wants to keep that ball in play for 60 plus minutes. He wants to. He wants to wear teams down. He he really wants to make sure that that high energy is overwhelming for the opponent. Uh, But it's very much attack minded.
2: This is what Ayeti was saying about how he wants to take on opponents. The manager,
1: manager is always focused on our performance and doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, he wants us to play football. He wants us to see running and fighting and winning balls, pressing. So he wants us to see improving. That's why um, I think we will start, we will start uh, quite well. We will be prepared and we're trying uh, to get another win.
2: Wetting your appetite for the first Rangers Celtic game, which is only match four of the new season, it's not yeah. far away at all.
0: It's yeah. not, and just one thing when I was listening yeah. to that, and I was thinking about Ange as well. It's one thing that that he dislikes, and and he's kind of felt it his whole day is in Australia because of our background, and 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 maybe people think lack of understanding of it. It's always like the the underdog, the underdog. He goes, no, 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 bugger that. I, I I don't like being the underdog. Why Why can we not be the the, the leaders why can we not be the ones that have the best team the best attacking footballers uh, winning the trophies and all that sort of stuff so if you give him that 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 underdog status and all that he he will rise uh, so that's that's dangerous how that plays out this season yep for I me mean, it's
2: it's going to be a fascinating season we're hearing that
0: Karl Starfelt will have his medical
2: in Moscow so it seems to be going ahead, certainly the medical, and he could be on his way. Three, four, four million, you reckon, for him? We reckon the uh, Swede, following the footsteps of a man we heard from last week, Johan Mialbi, who was on. Yep. We don't need to tell you the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Swedish players, not least uh, Henrik Larsson, who did so well for Celtic. He was a legend, wasn't he?
0: he, was, a, yeah. he was an amazing player to play against. Um, of the you highest... You battles, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, like of the highest, highest quality. And, and look, I mean, you know, Celtic do have that... I guess that history with that Scandinavian, mm. Scandinavian type of player, the Swedish profile, it's been very uh, good for them over the years, and uh, like I says, it's a player that that fits a profile in terms of what Ange Postecoglou was talking for, uh, talking about and looking for, which is a little bit of experience in the middle of the park because you're still hearing, you know, the the, the potential rumours, rumours, yep. but we, you know, mm. we got to hear sometimes, uh, sorry, speak about sometimes what we're hearing, and you know, Callum McGregor, and all, you're still yep. hearing stories sure. about potentially. Mm. Uh, him moving on as well. Um, yeah, a week ago we we're talking about you know him being the captain. That's right. Yeah, and he, may, he still
2: maybe, but he may be on his way. Ryan Christie expected to go. Everyone's waiting to see Edward. He, he surely will go. But uh, any any word where it might be? Because everyone thought it was going to be Leicester. Then it looked as though not. But
0: yeah, again, you kind of just think that if if Edward was going to move on, um, it would be England, mm-hmm. whether or not it's Leicester. But that would that would seem the most likely market. Um, and, and, again, I just think that these things might um, – they, they still might happen, but, I, I mean, it's not going to be before this game against FC Middleton, for example. There's still, there's still time in the transfer window. And I think, as Jim said earlier on the show, sometimes it's one signing within the game and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a domino effect. You know, all of a sudden now a squad's one, one man down and then they're looking to bring in players and um, that's what happens. And then all of a sudden we're talking about things that are actually happening.
2: Rangers back in training last week, and a disappointing result. I know it was Tranmere Rovers one 0 but the manager not happy. We're going to talk about that after the break and talk about Rangers preparations. But you could see Steven Gerrard is not tolerating a defeat. I know they dominated the play. I know they had two different teams out, but yep. he's not happy about about losing.
0: Well, he's a winner, um, <laughs> and he's you know he's set standards last season, um, and you know that's why I think Rangers were so successful, and. Already, you know, early in pre-season, I think he's already shown a gain about how he wants to stamp his authority on this squad and and certainly let players know when it's not good enough.
2: You took in a game last night. I'm going to ask you about it after the break as well. You're at the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore... We're back in a moment.
0: The Go Radio football show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.
2: Football's back with the crowds in Scotland. Not many so far but at least 1800 odd last night saw Hibs beat Arsenal 2-1 and there was a thousand up in Perth for St Johnson. Uh, they drew 1-1 with Preston North End. It was the League Cup last night, the Premier Sports Cup. Uh, Hearts beating Cove Rangers, Inverness beating Peterhead, Dundee 4-0 win over Brora. Forfar through and penalties against Montrose Alawa lost against Cowdenbeath. Come back to that in a moment or two. Wraith Rovers a good win against Brechin. Air against Edinburgh. Air winning. Falkirk five. Albion Rovers one. Queen of the South winning three one at Annan. Stranar losing at Clyde 1 0. Morton going through just on penalties, penalties. against East Kilbride. Yep. That yep. was, uh, well, almost the shock of the night, wasn't yeah, it? Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, that's a, in the end yeah, the right result for Morton, but yep. East Kilbride obviously uh, made it dif- difficult, that's for sure.
2: And Stanisbury winning 2 1 at Dumbarton. And we did say it's going to be tough St. Mirren against Dunfermline and Saints just winning 1 0. Your game last night, so you went to see your own Barry Ferguson and Alois, as I mentioned, losing at home to Cowdenbeath
0: who was it? Yeah, they ended up losing one uh, 0 uh, to a. It was an error from the goalkeeper, but still, it was a it was a nice finish. Um, but look, it was a, it was a decent game of football. It was great to see two former teammates, Batty Ferguson. Obviously, you got Bob Malcolm yep. at um, at Alawa and and Gary Ballen at Cowdenbeath. Um, Alloa, to be fair, controlled. Um, you know, they the, the looked comfortable in the first half without kind of really creating a great deal of opportunity. But Cowdenbeath definitely come into the game the, the second half and uh, I think 55 minutes or something like that when they did get their goal. Um, showed a, a decent level of experience to, to manage the game out, although alawa did get um, a goal towards the end of the match that was ruled out for offside. And he'll not be happy. He's never. He happy. never I, happy I mean, I, 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 who I was, would be a manager? I was just asking oh, you in the break. Mate. Yeah, not me. Not me. So no. like a game because it was just—it's one of those ones where he—he so he would have went home last night. He would have been that disappointed. He would have been overthinking the game. Mm-hmm. What could have they done better? Um, again, he'll wake up and, and rehash it all over again. Uh, it just it, look—it it never stops. But um, you know, for the people that I do know that are in coaching, they—they—they they do have that buzz for it. Um, but it certainly wasn't for me, Paul. No, <laughs> it not was for it, you. No, yeah. it wasn't for me. I like the business well, side. What was the crowd last night? A couple of hundred. Yeah, yeah, it was. Licensed. I mean, it was. It was a decent. It was nice to see people. It's good come to out, see them back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, get yeah. out and, and their opportunity to, um, you know, to support their teams. Um, you know, it was good. It was lively. Uh, referee maybe take a little bit of stick every now and then for some decisions, and yep. ah, just good to see people out game of football and, and and enjoying themselves. And the surface, obviously. Uh, is consistent because it's the artificial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather was perfect, you know, a little bit of rain every now and then, so it made a, a nice slick surface surface. Good but it Scott was a summer's game. night, yeah. yeah lovely, <laughs> lovely. Have you been
2: enjoying the weather? It's a bit more like ours, isn't it, at the moment? It it's is just dulled over now, but it's been beautiful weather, and I yeah. think a good weekend coming up, Craig. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, look, I, I can't complain about the weather. Well, recently and uh, next couple <laughs> of weeks, hopefully, it's going to be nice. It, it's actually nicer than what it has been in Australia. I'm speaking to, uh, you know, family and friends and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff back home, but it's actually quite cold now.
2: Oh, Of yeah, course, yeah. yeah, for a few Opp- months opposite, opposite scene, It is, is. exactly yeah. That's Craig Moore, Paul Cooney and the Go Radio Football Show So much on the go tonight We heard earlier from Albina Yeti We heard from Greg Taylor uh, Jim White joined us And we're going to hear now from Cedric Itton So Rangers looking forward to this season We had uh, a fair bit on Celtic If there's any update on transfers We'll let you know before 6 o'clock uh, Cedric Itton, how do you feel about his season Last year? Um, you know, Not the first choice striker no, but, got a few goals, yeah.
0: Look, no, it's done, done well. You know, when he come into the team uh, again, he, he never let anyone down. Um, he worked hard for the team, uh, he puts himself in positions to to score goals. Um, look, at the end of the day, when I mean, you've got Morelos yeah. uh, who's mm. kind of led the line and, and been so effective and, and scores uh, the majority of the goals, yep. you've got to take your opportunities when you come in. So, oh, look, I think it's and and was able to do that, Roof was Roof. able to do that, yeah. Defoe was able to do that and that's probably why Rangers had such a successful season last time around.
2: They had options, didn't they? And Roof, of course, the most spectacular goal of the season yeah, which he scored Europe. in Europe, amazing. Right, let's hear, he was on Rangers TV, it's uh, Cedric Etten talking about uh, that season where Rangers ended up 25 points clear of Celtic. It's
1: amazing. As I said, I'm really happy to be here, to, to be a part of that. and. Uh... It was just a great experience for me and I think uh, we really enjoyed it all together. And then he was asked about the pre-season preparations. I think it uh, was a lot of work. We did uh, really well, a lot of running sessions, a lot of uh, pitch work with the ball. So it was really good to come back to see the lads again and I'm really happy to be here. And
2: what about last season winning the, the title by that huge margin?
1: I think I learned a lot. We have a lot of great players here and uh, yeah, we have achieved a big thing. We were really good in uh, international football as well, so uh, yeah, it was a great year and the most important thing was to win the trophy, get the trophy back and uh, we did that and I'm really proud and happy about that.
2: So that was Rangers season. Before we know it, they will be back. You'll be covering Rangers this weekend. You're doing the Arsenal game.
1: Yeah, I
0: get the opportunity to go along, which is, which is fantastic because again, it'd be great to see in terms of what Rangers are going to look like this yep. season with a few additions that they're, they're going to bring to the table. And at the same time, like it's a big season for Arteta uh, down south, so it'd be mm. interesting to see uh, how his Arsenal are shaping up as well.
2: And you know him well, of course. Yeah. Well, yep. look, I
0: mean, again, he wasn't he wasn't um, at Rangers uh, so long, but um, you know, he, he moved on, uh, and and what a player he was. You know, he, he again, even when he was at Rangers, I think twenty twenty one, he was, a, he, was a young, he was a young he was young player, yeah. but he was he was such a mature player. Uh, he was so meticulous in his preparation. He was unbelievably professional. And what you see now is, isn't is a surprise for me in terms of the way that he handles himself. He does have the ability to make some tough decisions, which he has made at Arsenal and will continue to have to make if he's going to be a success at that football club.
2: And a big part of the crowd there are uh, not in the side of the club, are they? They haven't been for years because they've slipped from what they were before Arteta's time. And he got off to such a great start getting that FA Cup win just over a year ago.
0: Yeah, but I think he's shown... Um, how well he can compete against mm. the, the the bigger teams. Uh the, the problem that, that Arsenal have had is is that consistency, um, you know, the, the concentration, letting um, you know, games kind of slip that they should be winning. Uh so it's never been a problem the against the, the top teams. It's it's the other games that have been that problem. And he's had to at times, well, he's had to move on some some personnel that have maybe not been uh good for the dynamic at the at the football club.
2: Kieran Tierney has been maybe the outstanding staffer for him. He didn't play the other night, of course, because he's recovering after the Euros. You expect him to play on Saturday.
0: I I would expect yes. him to to now start to get some minutes. Yeah, mm. I mean, like I says, the 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 European based boys understand that they were given a little bit of time, come back a little bit later than the rest of the lads. But again, they're footballers, they're professionals. They want to be out there. Mm. Um, so Tierney is a is a wonderful player. I I think you know for for last season. For, for for Arsenal, he was fantastic. Unfortunately, he had a couple of couple of injuries and in the doubt leaned into the Euros, but then you've seen the difference when he come into the team. Mm. Uh, top, top competitor uh, and a wonderful player.
2: Rangers looking to make it two in a row, having won, I was going to say, easily last season. Well, the record books show 25 yeah. points. Nobody could have imagined that would happen. How tough is that going into your second season? Barry often says it's the toughest thing to defend a title.
0: Yeah, well, I mean... you, you you're being chased, you know. It's like uh, for so many years, obviously, Rangers, uh, you're chasing Celtic and, and trying to uh, compete and then to get over the line. Look, they've managed to do that last season. Last season, everything went perfect. Everything went perfect, you know. I mean, yes, it was very, very professional. Yes, they they had a lot of good fortune in terms of the injury yeah. scenarios. Apart from what um, Ryan
2: Jack really was, that was obviously the yeah, biggest and one. Then and then Tav was catch.
0: missing for a little bit. That's true. Um, yeah. But, you know, McGregor getting... Um, goalkeeper yeah. awards uh, shows you yeah. how important he was mm-hmm. um, and, and like I said we, we've touched on it many a time that Celtic season just just fell to bits but this season is going to be a completely different uh, you know it, that expectation now to, to go on uh, and to continue winning trophies and at the same time looking to add other trophies you know because Rangers should have won a treble last season yeah
2: the manager know? will be hurting about that won't he that they didn't win at least a double that season St Johnson got the double
0: and and prove that they're, a, they're, they're an amazing cup side, yeah. you know. So mm. uh, Callum Davis has done a fantastic job. Mm. Um, you know, that that was a, a huge, huge effort for a club like St Johnston. Um, and remember, I remember the game that they knocked they knocked Rangers out. Yeah. Obviously, the late goal, the the, you the know, keeper, the, the keeper <laughs> getting a, a free header from four yards. Yeah. I'm not sure who them toe-poked at home. But, yeah, um, yeah look, Rangers would have been disappointed with that. Yeah. But I think, mm. you know, at the start of the season, what do we want to do? They wanted to win the, the, the league, but now they've got to try and build on that because that's what happens at the big football clubs. One trophy's not enough.
2: Yep. What about the man who didn't miss a second last season, Connor Goldson? Yes. Is he going to be in demand? Listen, nobody wants to see any of the players from uh, any of our top teams go, but uh, the model will be, probably for Rangers, same as Celtic, sell a couple of the big names. Yeah. I don't think they would want to. Connor Goldson, do you expect him to continue at Ibrox this season? Uh,
0: look, I think he's maybe only got one season left. Yeah. And, and again, no, normally... Um, if those players in their last year don't extend their deals, then I think it's kind of common knowledge that mm. the players looking to, to to move on, and they've come to some kind of agreement that, that that's um, a, a big possibility. Um, but look, football clubs, players come and go all the time. Connor Connor was excellent last season. but like I says, he didn't miss a beat. He he, he played all football. Um, he really thrived last season, um, and I think he gave um, you know a lot of calmness to. Uh, players in front of him he, he's got a good range of passing he's got a good temperament uh, he had the perfect season mm. if Rangers want to re-sign him then they, they certainly need to be getting their their, um, their discussions going sooner yeah. rather than later because like I said you go into that last year and you know you've got a player that potentially is going to move on
2: Nathan Patterson someday you know you mentioned James Tavernier will they both play together this season will it be will they be able to you know rest Tavernier at times or do you think you'll play both of them at times because Nathan Patterson has so much talent and he showed it in the, the few numbers of games yeah. that he played mm-hmm. and, and for Scotland as well.
0: We can't we can't keep talking about this player being a an emerging talent yeah. um without playing him. Mm. So he, he definitely will get his minutes uh, you would like to think this season. Um league games, cup games again it'd be you know a heavy schedule. Um you know can can Gerard play the, the two of them at times uh, maybe Tav a little bit further forward. Yeah, yeah. he probably can. Um, also, I believe that Patterson, in the, the younger Scottish national team as well, has played a little bit higher up. Yep. So, look, there, there there is that possibility. But also Stephen Gerrard, remember when he goes into every game as well, he's always talking about respecting your opponents and, and all these kind of things. So, look, he'll make the best decisions that he feels um, is important for his team to go out and get the winning result for that particular match. But all the talk about this young lad, he definitely needs to continue to get football for him to... You know, continue his development. Because
2: mm. look at Billy Gilmore. You know, we talked about him, would he play, and he came on and at Wembley. Uh, did he, and we'll, did, did he play? It. Did he <laughs> did play? He bossed the Phenomenal. game. Phenomenal. Yeah, throw the young ones in. You know,
0: you got to back uh, him. You uh, yeah. got to back him at times. You, you know, and, and and again, you um, that trust that you earn from that that mm. player, that young player. If you give them that opportunity, at the end of the day, you need to be putting in the hard yards. You need to be training the house down, and um, to get that opportunity, yeah.
2: Was that one training the house but, down? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. But, training the house yeah, down. But <laughs> but, you,
0: but you have to. Yeah. But then but then you need the opportunity. Um, and like I said, a, a lot of the time you'll find that these these younger players, they don't let you down. No. You know, they go in there, they're honest, they're hardworking, they want it
2: should Gareth Southgate have uh, thrown the younger players on earlier when it looked as though Italy were commanding should he have been braver just briefly what do you think
0: yeah look i mean again look uh, he got it right virtually oh, the sure. whole tournament didn't he with his with his tactics his, his personnel um his subs when he made the subs um uh, but the I, I i guess coming coming from the final you're looking at uh, the, the the substitutes mm-hmm. right at the death for penalties yeah. um Versus it's not getting a late. touch yeah. of the ball and all of a sudden now you're taking three, four, five in... in,
2: in The pressure, yeah.
0: Enormous pressure. can enormous only imagine. Pressure. And I know yeah. that they've practised and they've done these things and all that but starting the game or being involved in the game and then going into that situation is a lot better than coming on cold.
2: Craig, we've gone into injury time. That's Oof. it, the hour
0: is up. Can Celtic do it
2: against Michelin given that's the first competitive game next Tuesday before we see you later in the week with Joe Henry?
0: I think Celtic can. I, I think it'll be a tough game. Uh, FC Midtjylland are an exciting team that have got a, a certain style of football. Again, their business model um, to sell players. But I think Celtic got a great chance.
2: Enjoy Rangers Arsenal at the weekend. The fans are back.
0: Not as many as we want. But uh,
2: listen, enjoy it. Jokel Day is coming up next after the news. Tomorrow night, Rob will be here with Stephen Craigan. That's it from us. Good evening.
0: The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from 5.